Welcome back, everyone, to What's Next, where we're talking to former athletes and discussing their transition into life after sports. We're getting a better sense for their habits, their routines, things that worked for them during sports and that they're taking into their lives after. Main goal being that you as a listener uh, can get some tidbits for your day to day. Our interviewee today is Heather Buck Bennett. She's a former women's basketball player at UConn, uh, spent five years there three national champions, part of undefeated seasons, playing for Coach Oriema there, uh, one of the most prestigious college coaches of all time. And currently, she's an ER nurse at uh, Connecticut Children's Medical Center. So we'll get a sense of what a day in the life of an ER nurse is, which for us four guys, that was something we couldn't relate to, so it was super eye-opening for us. Um, but then also taking a step back, getting into her time management, um, you know, the, the skills that she had to develop during school, being a part of such a prestigious team, um, and then also balancing that with her workload. We, de- we get into, you know, one of the mantras you hear out there is you learn from failure. You have to have failure to learn from it. Uh, it's easy to look at her college resume and say, well, where's the failure? You're undefeated. Uh, so she talks about reframing the failure, which I think is a skill set we can all take for ourselves. Uh, because it's such a broad term, we beat ourselves down, um, and she's talking about the ability to almost do the inverse, right? So really kind of find these micro failures, these moments to improve, um, and it doesn't always have to be the big dramatic failure, the game seven loss, the heartbreak, um, but how you, you know, using things in your day-to-day to improve. Really like this one, guys. We actually chopped it um, down a bit. Uh, just to really hone in on the latter half of the interview where she's getting into the weeds. I thought it was super important. Um, loved having her on. It, it was a, a really fun one. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so like and share. Hopefully you're uh, you're subscribing. Give us a little review on um, iTunes. We all appreciate it. Um, and we'll talk to you guys next time on What's Next. A lot of us just go into school and and just pick a random major because it's because we have to. But and it's interesting that you know, I mean, for me, I didn't have a major I was super into or passionate about. But it seems like you did, which is pretty interesting. I was fortunate, I think, in that way because it's like you said. I th- I think a lot of people go into school not really knowing what they want to do. Um, but this is where I I really um, would give credit to my family where because they're not super athletic, um, they always emphasize to me that, you know, no matter what, at some point playing sports will end. Um, and what is it that you're going to do when you're done? So even if you play Mm -hmm. forever, you know, forever is until what you're 35. Um, Right. If you're lucky. lucky. Right. Yeah. If you're really lucky. Um, and even though that was coming out of high school, that was the track that I was on. The track that I was on was to go and play at the you know number one university in the country and um, to eventually play for them, um, like play a significant role for them and then continue playing after that. That was what the expectation was. Um, but even still, um, it was always emphasized to me that it was important that you have a sense of like what, what, what do you do after that? Um, because especially in women's basketball, it's not something where you're going to retire and, you know, sit on your millions of dollars and just hang out. Um, so I, I think I was lucky in that respect. Um, 
And I think I was lucky in the respect that I, I did have a clear picture of what it was I wanted to do um, afterwards. I think that's important. Like you, you went into, into something and you were so successful, but you still had the realization that there's a finality to it that, and that it's going to end and you have to be prepared for that realization at some point. And I guess a lot of us are maybe hopelessly romantic in that it's not going to end. And so we feel like we don't prepare as much. And then we're kind of hit with this overwhelming wave of anxiety, um, which is pretty much our podcast, you know, like what's next. So I think you kind of combat that a little bit. Well, even so the funny thing is even no matter how much you prepare, there's still, like you said, that romance about it. Um, So I was getting ready to graduate after having spent five years in college and I was more than ready to be like on to the next phase of life. Um, but still, um, and I, and I had a, I had a wonderful opportunity. It was everything that I, um, had prepared myself for. It was everything that I was looking for. I had, um, this opportunity at CCMC that I ultimately took. Um, but even still I spent, um, probably close to a month um, thinking about do I want to try and go play overseas and weighing my options and you know is this a possibility talking to coach talking to my teammates um, talking to some of our former players who were playing overseas at that time um, and you just it, it is like you say it's a romanticism it's the um, it's just the allure of playing. Um, and so even given the perfect opportunity out of college to be a professional, um, working adult, um, I still struggled with that draw to continue playing in a less than really probably perfect opportunity on that side of things. I think, I think there's like, um, from what you're saying, like an underlying uh, gratitude piece almost. Like you get to a point where you can reflect and look back on your career and feel satisfied with it. And I think maybe some other people feel like they haven't expanded or haven't um, gotten to the point in their athletic career where they feel like they've reached everything they wanted they wanted to reach. Um, but it, it's nice to hear that you can kind of bring some closure, um, despite, you know, like you're saying, having a little bit of, uh, romanticizing with, with the idea of still playing, but also being able to bring about some closure to the sport and kind of have a full open door into, into your nursing, which, uh, I think is really important, but I, I want to backtrack a little bit to, uh, a couple of minutes ago when you were talking about, um, kind of the relationship between the culture of, uh, life in the emergency room and life as a student athlete, particularly a high profile program with a lot of pressure like UConn basketball. Can you, can you talk maybe about some of the similarities or the, the learnings that you had at UConn and how they kind of relate to um, your life in, in the emergency room? So when you, when you play for a program like UConn, it's all about, um, we, we had these shirts one year that were on the front, it just said UConn basketball. And then on the back, it said chase perfection, catch excellence. And that was a really driving 
motto for everything that I think coach does at UConn. And it's things like that that you carry with you no matter what. I think that college athletics is, it's not just about playing a sport and being really good at it. It's also about, it's about learning about yourself and learning what you're capable of. It's not about going out and winning titles. And I think that's what he teaches all of us. It's about going out and doing things the right way. And by doing things the right way, you win games and win titles. Heather, is that and, something you got, like, while, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but is that something, like, perspective you had in school, or is this as time passes, you look back and you're like, oh, okay, so that's where it is, because it's such a mature and, and impressive perception, but I don't know that a majority of student-athletes there, like Ant said, they have that while they're in it. I think, so Coach says that. He, he says that all the time um, to us, and I think that because he has the experience that he has and the perspective that he has, he imparts that to us. He says at the start of every year, pretty much, like, this isn't about me. You aren't playing for me. You're playing for the people that are next to you. You're playing for your teammates. So if you mess up, don't turn to me. Turn to them. And, the, and, and, that, trans, and that translates well. Sorry to interrupt, but that translates yeah. well into your current job, right? Like, exactly. you're on a team in the ER and, like, it's, do or, it's, it's even more pressure in the mm-hmm. ER than it is on the basketball court, right? Um, well, yeah. In certain um, situations, it certainly is. It's a different kind of pressure. So you have to, there's not so many people watching you. You know, nobody's broadcasting my nursing work on television. That'd be cool, though. Let's start a new sport. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but extreme nursing. Right. But uh, um, yeah, I'd pass out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You and a couple other people. But the actions that you have have such a deeper meaning for the people that are there watching them. It's a different kind of pressure. So the very first time I was in charge and we had a a code situation, I've been in many before, um, but never in that role, never in that role where you have to be outside the room making sure that Everything that they are looking for, the second they come to the door looking for it, is there for them, ready to go. And it was a big, it was a big adjustment for me. And it it happened like it happens in a second because that I mean that's one of the things that it doesn't. Fortunately, working in a pediatric emergency department, it doesn't happen all the time. Not like in an adult emergency department, but because um, kids are. Kids are wonderful. They're so resilient. Um, they bounce back so well. But when it does happen, you have to be, you know, ultimately prepared. I hear the patch and I go into the room. And I in the in the first five seconds after I had walked into that room, I said to myself, like, this is not my role. I need to step back out and I need to get the people in here that need to be in here and then prepare everything else. And at the end of it, somebody came up to me and they were like, thank you so much. You were so calm throughout everything. And I was, I started laughing and I was like, (laughs) really? Because I felt like a mess inside. I think that is one of the things that translated directly from basketball and athletics to the work that I do now, where you just, you can't show that you put your game face on and you're ready to go. Um, And it doesn't matter what you're feeling inside. You're there to accomplish a task you're there to get the job done you're there to care for somebody else you are so focused on that that whatever it is that you're feeling can 
take a rest for a minute and then you can feel it all afterwards there's two things there's two things it's more of know your role what i just heard and, and also just like like save your face like keep your emotions inside right and both yeah. both of which translate from being an athlete to the professional world absolutely um there's so many like i said there's so many things that you learn about yourself in college that you don't even realize you're learning at the time and then you start to work and you start to live life as an adult and you're like wow like I'm doing all right here um and you try and figure out why um and it's because of all those things that you did in school you know like the discipline that you learn getting up and going to workouts and you know making sure that you're completing your tasks and you're encouraging the other people around you and you have respect for your teammates and the opposition and the game itself there are things that we don't talk about in school but there are things that you do um and things that you learn and and they just keep going with you and you don't even realize it heather i just want to um get your perspective on it because you you kind of look at the resume um you get your standout in high school your team perform well right first college that interviews you is uconn First job you get into or that you look into, you get. And, you know, we've had a few guests now where they're talking about, you know, the best feedback is failure and you only mm-hmm. and you only bounce back from adversity. And I, I want to kind of get your take on, you know, you won three national champions. Right. So do you kind of feel like the discipline and the process and truly knowing why while you're at school was almost more valuable than the failure or it prepped you better for failure because some people don't have that until they fail and they're picking up the pieces and they're trying to figure out, you know, what's next for them. But I guess your thoughts on the importance of failure and the feedback that comes from it um, and or how you prep better for failure so you don't have to always utilize it as a tool. I think you, you definitely do learn from failing. The best way to learn, I think, is through experience. Um, You know, you'll learn certain things in a classroom, but they don't make as much sense until you truly experience them on your own. Like you say, there's a lot of success, um, but it's reframing what failure is. Um, So, like, we had a lot of success on the court. That was because we had failed multiple times in practice, um, because coach had prepared us he had pushed us beyond what anybody else would push us. So we had failed over and over again when nobody was watching so that we were prepared to be successful when everybody was watching. Just because the failure isn't evident on the outside doesn't mean it's not happening. Even in um, transitioning into nursing, I still struggled with different things like that whole back and forth of do I go someplace else? Do I stay here? What's the best option? Should I, should I stay and do what's safe or should I go away and do something different? And there's no saying whether or not I actually, like, when you look back, there's no saying that I picked the right thing, but you make a decision that that was the right move for you. So I don't know I love, if I actually really answered the question. No, but, you totally did. Um, I think it's <laughs> like to your point is reframing it, right? So it's not always going to be the dramatic, we lost in the championship or we lost this game that we prepared for in the workplace. Like There's going to be micro failures that for some people they build up and it's like, oh, I failed in this. And they don't, they don't diagnose it as, yeah, that's a failure. That was a learning experience. It's just 
these are things that are bringing me down and I feel bad. But if you reframe it and say, these are mini failures or things that you can adjust to, I mean, it's just a bad day or what, you know, what did you do bad today? That's making you feel this way. I think, you know, reframing it and finding those mini failures or, or different aspects of it is huge. Cause I guess you can learn from, you learn from it more if you look at it that way. Yeah. It's very easy to, um, try and create the black and white of a success and a failure. But if you reframe it as an opportunity, it just makes things a little bit easier to take too. It's about figuring out what's, what's best for you and how you make, I don't know, how you make your life the best that you, best that it can be. Um, and so what are your opportunities for improvement? Um, and we're very good at doing that. I think as athletes, we're very good at, um, saying, you know, I, really could use some work on my left hand. My uh, hook shot's really not so great. Um, Let me get in the gym and practice that for the next week for an hour each day. But then you have to also do that with life. So recognizing what are my opportunities for improvement in life? Is it that I, in the last year or so, I've done a lot of that of like, what, what am I not what are my opportunities? What are things that I could be better at? And how do I improve myself? And, um, you know, is it that I am not as good a listener as I think I am? Am I really retaining information when, when I talk to somebody and, um, hear what's going on? Am I able to like in a week and a half when they've gotten back, remember that, oh, they just went to the Bahamas. How was it? How's, you know, how is your kid's dance recital last week um those kinds of things and that's something that i have learned a little bit more about recently um is how to take that reflection that we're also good at as athletes and um within our sport and translating that to how do i reflect on what i'm doing as a human being in in life All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that. Our first nurse and, um, you know, what an experience at the ER program at uh, Connecticut Children's. Um, huge thank you to Heather for the, the interview. We had a lot of fun with her. Um, the quote she had, chase perfection, catching excellence is such a cool one. Um, trying to be the best person you can and, um, you know, just going into every day with that mindset. You slowly progress. You slowly uh, get better each day. So very cool. Uh, the other piece was reframing failure. Um, I love that question of, you know, you were undefeated. Um, what's failure to you? Um, and the fact that they were able to go, you know, the other way and find micro failures. I think we can flip that in our day to day and reframe failure. It doesn't have to be so dramatic each time, uh, but everything is an opportunity to improve. Uh, so I'll leave you guys with a, a quick call to action. If you don't mind, um, when you're on iTunes, uh, scroll down, go to see more episodes, scroll to the bottom of the page, um, and you'll be able to drop us a review. Really appreciate that. Want to want to get those uh, a bit more, um, and it's uh, it's greatly appreciated. So thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to What's Next. If you've got topics you'd like us to cover, uh, shoot us a note, send send us a DM, whatever you got to do, um, get it our way, and we'll we'll make sure it's covered. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next week on What's Next.